listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I'm your host, Giovanna Capoza, and I'm so glad you're back to join us this week. I have one of my favorite people and guests on the show today, and it's so funny even just hearing myself say that because I have never met her in person. Yes, you heard that correctly. I have a favorite person out there that I haven't met in person. Um, And I'll tell you, one of my former clients connected us uh, a little while back, actually not that long ago, and her and I got on the phone, and let me tell you, we just yapped and yapped and yapped. We are fellow Geminis. We are soul sisters. Um, We are literally like, you know, sisters from another mister. I was so happy when she agreed to be on the show Phoebe Mrochek is out in the world doing amazing things. I'm going to give you a little bit about her. She's a podcaster. You can find out about her podcast, Unbecoming, on iTunes and Stitcher and all those jazzy podcast places. She is a marketing strategist who helps online entrepreneurs build a profitable business. And she is just up to so many amazing things in the world. You can find out more about her on her website, which is phoebemrochek.com. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation because we're really diving into what I think is a bit of a sensitive topic. Lately, um, and I'm transparent on the show talking about this, I've been in this state of reevaluation. And maybe it's because I met the love of my life earlier this year in January. And, you know, that makes you reevaluate things. And, you know, maybe it's other reasons. But I've been in this state of reevaluation. I've been looking at who I am, who I've become, and what it's time to unbecome. And that's why I wanted to have Phoebe on the show. So we dive a little deep into this topic. We get a little existential for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Always, always, always hope that you have fun and that you share this with someone that you love that you think might get something out of it. Enjoy the conversation and dive right in with us. And hey, don't forget, join us after the show on the Facebook group, She Rises Podcast Tribe or at SheRisesPodcast.com. Enjoy. Phoebe, I'm so excited to have you on She Rises, finally. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I was just listening to your show before we started recording. I'm like, yes, this is going to be awesome. So I am pumped to be here. I know, I'm so pumped too, because I told you I was listening to your show, Unbecoming, which is an amazing podcast. Everybody check it out, iTunes, Stitcher, everywhere. Um, and I, I was just so excited to have you on the show. And, you know, you and I were riffing a little bit before we pressed record. And we were kind of like, hey, like, we don't even know where this show's going to go today. But, you know, we were kindred spirits and soul sisters. We haven't even met in person yet. Mm-hmm. But it feels like I've known you forever. And um, we're just going to rock it out and see where we go. <laughs> Well, and I'm just so trusting that whatever comes out, somebody needs to hear if it's one person yes. or, you know, thousands of people. And yeah, just in our conversation, I'm like, wait, wait, let's save that because that's really good and so important and so relevant. So I can't wait to see where wherever you want to go. I am an open book. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's almost a shame we didn't press record earlier, right? To get like the, <laughs> yeah. to get all the back talk because basically, so for those of you guys tuning in and listening, you know, one of the things that I 
wanted to talk to Phoebe about today is she does have a podcast called Unbecoming, among a million other amazing things that she's doing, which I'll tell you about, and she'll tell us about as well. But, um, you know, this idea of your show and, and your whole show intro is like literally like, yes, yes. Like every time I hear you tell me, the audience member, what Unbecoming means to you, I'm just like, yeah, girl, right on. So I wonder, can you share that definition with my audience and then let's like riff off of that a bit because I think that really does relate to what we were just talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. So I actually heard a quote from Paulo Coelho who wrote The Alchemist and he said, maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's actually about unbecoming everything that isn't really you so you can be who you are meant to be in the first place. And literally every time I say that, I get chills. I have chills Mm. right now. It's just it is who I am. And so when I chose that, I was like, what does it really mean to me to unbecome? And so for me, it's a practice of releasing the judgments, expectations, past conditioning to of who you're not to really step in to who you are and create a meaningful life. That's really what I think people want. You know, you can, you can call a meaningful life impact or legacy or whatever word, but a reason, we're here, right there. I think I've been striving my whole life to figure out what is that one thing and the one, and it's so much pressure. And that's why for me, right. It's like unbecoming is a practice. It's a daily practice. And I started the show really to keep myself in check so that I remember to be unbecoming all the time. So it is a reflection of me for sure. Oh, I just like you say that. And like, I I was like holding my breath, like at the beginning, I, I noticed myself. I'm like, I was holding my breath. And then I just let out this big like sigh because I have been and as well as my listeners, it's why it's the reason the show is called She Rises, right? She rises from the ashes because I think we are always in this process if we're paying attention, if we're doing our work of unbecoming because we get so wrapped up in our identities and one of the things like to be completely transparent that we were talking about before the show started was I feel like I'm in another cycle of unbecoming of my life. And I went through, I've been through this cycle many times in my life. Like it's, it's familiar. I'm like, Oh, Hey, there you are, old friend. I, <laughs> I know you. Um, mm-hmm. And the way it's manifested for me in the past, I mean, when I, I had my clinical practice for eight years in alternative medicine and that unbecoming process was lengthy, you know, I had such an identity built up as a healer and, you know, the one that wore the white coat and did the blood work and, you know, all that stuff. And that was a stripping away that took um, well over a year. I think it took a good two years, you know, and then, you know, you, we put on these other coats, right? We put on these other identities. We put on these other ways of being. And then there comes a point where you have to reevaluate that as well. And I was telling you before we started, I was like, girl, I don't know. I am in this like stripping away phase, like stuff's going down. I'm feeling like I just want to pack it all in and just, you know, move to Europe for two months. And I thought, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are way other things, you know, there are way worse things that you could have filled in the blanks with, right? So like going to Europe for two months, I'm like, let me celebrate that for you (laughs) because that's amazing. If you had said something else, you know, some, we we go down a, it's a slippery slope there. There might be, there might be like a therapy recommendation in there if it was something else. Yeah, totally. But I think that's so common, right? And, and when you're talking about the coats, right, which is, you know, literal for you and also just metaphorical is... I, so for me, I was a college soccer player or I was a soccer player my whole life and I got to play division one college soccer, which was a huge accomplishment. It was my childhood dream. And then I realized, huh, 
this is not all it's cracked up to be. You do, I remember talking to kids in college being like, wait, you don't have to be on the track at 5 a.m.? Wow. Yeah. Like, what is? what do you do? <laughs> and it was just so, I just didn't know that that wasn't the way the world worked. So once I actually stepped out of that box, I'm like, well, now what box do I step into? So then it was the adventure, you know, the kind of overseas box. I was an expat for seven years and, and all of this stuff was like one box to the next box, to the entrepreneur box, to the, the, and then finally I was like, I'm tired of being in a box. It's not fun. It's boring. It's, it doesn't allow me to be more of me. And I'm meeting people that I'm like, wow, this is the only box you live in. Okay, mm -hmm. great. And, and I think for our brains, right, we are compartmentalized. We're designed to compartmentalize people and be like, okay, so I'm, as you're talking at me, I'm categorizing you and putting you over here in this box. Well, I think my friends would argue that like you could put me in a lot of boxes and that's, that's what I want people to, to remind themselves of that. You're not just, you're not just a mom. You're, oh, that's one of my biggest oh, side oh, tangent, but doesn't like, doesn't that break your heart when you hear mom. people say I, that? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm like, you're not just a mom or you're not just a housewife or you're not just an entrepreneur. You're so many things. And so I just want to encourage and inspire people to live bigger lives. Like you know, I always talk about, I am the fan to your flame. That's all I want to do in life is just fan your flame and tell you how great you are and that you can do it and be your cheerleader when everything else feels like people are closing you into this box that you don't even want to be in. But that's the box of expectations that society has put on you. So we can go down that yeah. route if you want. I'm, but <laughs> no, I, I mean, I love I love the metaphor of the boxes because I think it, it ties into this identity piece and this unbecoming, right? Because mm -hmm. we are, hand, sometimes we're handed an identity or a box and sometimes it's culturally given to us and or societally like the whole just a mom thing which makes me cringe because like you know I've opted out of having children and I would never say just a mom because hello most important job in the world um mm -hmm. but you know it's it's crazy how we just ourselves right and we whatever mm -hmm. box we've either chosen or has been handed down to us like we kind of get we either get trapped in it or we allow other people to define us by that and then it we trap ourselves right so it's it's a it's a process I think of being aware that what you just said is that you could be multi-passionate, multi-talented and you don't have to stay the same person your whole life. In fact, changing boxes, my belief on this is what life is about. And like you said, if we could fan your flames over here on our end, mm -hmm. we're two Geminis having this conversation. So like brace yourselves, <laughs> audience. And <laughs> we're like this way, that way. Um, but yeah, versatile, like changeable. But it, it's like, it's one of the things that I've noticed consistently about myself is the desire to change boxes, but simultaneously thinking, like, is there something wrong with that? Like, should I be sticking to the same thing all the time? And and I've had guilt in the past when I've wanted to unbecome something and become something different. And I wonder, what do you find is your experience with that? Like, both personally, but even with your clients when they're sort of reinventing themselves, right? They're that phoenix again. Mm -hmm. Well, it always start. It always comes back to personal, right? It's like business is personal, personal is business. It always starts with personal. And so when I talk about unbecoming, I'm like, well, first we've got to unbecome personally, and then we can go professionally. But totally. that's not as sexy as saying, let's transform your business and whatever, because that's what people think they want. But what they really need is to unbecome in themselves, right? And so even in that question that you asked, like, should I do this or should? Like the problem there is the should, right? Like we just. I heard someone say recently, like, we just should all over ourselves. And it sucks yep. because nobody wants to 
I don't, I certainly do not want to be in any question or conversation around the word should, other than one that's like, that is a, a sucky conversation and you can be in a better, more empowering conversation. Because I think that when we get into these, I mean, for me personally, it was, I had to unbecome this, who, you know, the, who am I? I am, I'm not just a former soccer player, which I was living in that identity still being like, well, you know, I'm not as like fit as I used to be when I was 21. Well, yeah, <laughs> duh. You know, I, I don't have a reason <laughs> to be that. Right. And then I was like, I'm this entrepreneur and then I'm a traveler, but now I'm living in Austin, Texas. Like, how can I be this amazing tra world traveler if I live in Texas? Like, what does that even mean? And so I've just had to unbecome all of these things personally. That's like, I actually just don't care that I'm not the person that wants to work 14 hours a day on my business. I just, that's okay for me. I don't want to be that person. And as much as I pride myself on being an entrepreneur, it's a really, really, in the grand scheme of things, small piece of who I actually am. And so w once I had to, you know, that was a tough pill to swallow because that's how I've built my identity. It's this platform that I've built myself on and my confidence. And when I'm feeling low, I just go to my business and I just power through. And that's not how I've seen the best results <laughs> in my business. That is not how I've personally, how I personally want my life to look. And so I had, and you know, your question about my clients, right? My clients, I think I've done a really great job of explaining and expressing I'm always in communication as a Gemini. I'm always in communication. And so in that communication, it's just being really honest and being so truth, trust, and transparency are like my core pillars. So my clients know last year, for example, I made a decision in 48 hours to go on to literally book a trip to India, a 10 day trip. And I got to the airport, had to get a visa. I mean, it was like a last minute trip and I went for 10 days and I had to cancel all my meetings over 10 days in about a 45 minute window because we were boarding a plane and I wasn't sure if I would have time or Wi-Fi or whatever. And everyone's like, oh my, well, that's really irresponsible to your clients. I'm like, well, that's, I'm going to leave that on you. That's your projection. But actually my clients were like, well, there she goes again. All right, cool. See you when you get back. And nobody cared. <laughs> like yeah, my social media. Are definitely your people, right? Like they know totally. you. And that's why they're on board because they know your, your style, right? Yeah. And I'm like, if you can't handle at the drop of a hat that I might like you go to two months, you know, spend two months in Europe, then we're probably not a right fit. And that's cool because someone else is going to be a great fit for you. But it's really in the like owning who you are, putting on that coat for a minute and then just communicating that out in a really transparent way. And for that, I think we can all be grateful to ourselves for being able to be that and also to the people around us that the people who are fanning our flames. And if you don't have those people, you're not in the right circles. So mm, well said you you dropped something in uh, a little while back when you're talking about like your, you know, your soccer days. Right. And what came to me was this question, which was what happens when a dream you had is no longer a dream? Like, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> you melt down. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's all I know that happened, you know? And I mean, so many things, right. You have to mourn that dream. I realized because it was really hard. That was my first real adult decision that I had to make because that's all I knew. And at that time I had been going through a lot of stuff personally. And so to leave the one solid foundation that I had was really scary. And I just thought, 
And the reason I left was, you know, because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And also I wanted to study abroad and you couldn't as a college athlete. And so I was like, well, what's more important to me that I see the world or that I play soccer? And I'm like, well, I've done the two years of soccer. I, I did it. I got the t-shirt. I can say I did. It. I ticked the box. I got to go see the world. And my coach, I mean, he's a great man, a good friend of mine now still. And he's like, I've never said this to anybody, but you could come back at any point. We'd love to have you. <laughs> I'm like, I won't, but okay. <laughs> Thank but you. you, you know? Thanks. Yeah. And it was just a, a really cool moment where he knew I was choosing what was best for me and not, was, not what was best for the team, which that's an analogy in itself. Like what was best for the team was that I stay, but you know, sometimes you gotta, or all the time I try to put myself first, which sounds selfish, but you, you know, that all the sayings, you can't pour from an empty cup and all that stuff. You got to put yourself first. And that was a great lesson in that. So to answer your question, you mourn that goal and also celebrate the progress, celebrate. I mean, I'm a huge fan of celebration. And then, you know, I've had a lot of questions recently. I just had a big interview with basically my idols of all time. And then the number one question I got was, who's next? <laughs> and I was like, right, guys, like, chill out for a minute. I'm actually going to sit in celebration for a second. And a big one. I don't need, yeah, I'm like, I don't need to know what's next or who's next or what's coming next. I don't care. I'm going to sit in celebration of this and just be proud and honored to have done that. So I don't That's kind of a roundabout answer, hopefully. Yeah, no, it's great because well, part of that... <laughs> I mean, the deeper, I think the deeper thing that what I'm hearing that we're talking about here and what I'm experiencing with some of my, you know, I've been, I've been working on this book now. It's been a year and a half and like really holding on to that and having a whole website redesign and a whole program around and all this stuff, right? But the whole thing that we're, and, and you wake up one day and I sort of like, this just been happening to me, which I shared with you before we started recording, which I'll share with my audience really transparently, is you have those moments where you sit back and you're like, is this, like, is this it? Like, is this the thing? Is this, am I on the right track? And there's a piece of that that is unbecoming where you're just sort of like, who am I really, right? This is the bigger question under here is who am I really? And I think it's really healthy to stop. And I want to stress that for people listening because it's really healthy to stop and evaluate and ask yourself those important questions. But ultimately, what I hear, the spiritual undertone of what we're talking about here is this question of deeper identity, which is who am I really, right? Because you're not the, the soccer star you know, the internet marketer, the author, the coach, like those are just labels that we have. But ultimately, like, it's not who we are, right? I know that's a like a much deeper question for this beautiful Friday afternoon. Um, mm -hmm. But ultimately, that's what I hear is happening. And it's not and I by the way, it's not just you and I, I'm hearing my clients go through this right now. Um, I don't know what your experience is with your peer group. But it's just it's a big thing that's going on right now. And it's a big question to answer, right? Like, I don't even know. There's no answer to that. You just have to sit with it. Yeah, you got to sit with it. And I mean, I was telling you before the show that if you came into, I, you know, I live downtown Austin. It's beautiful. I love where I live. And if you walked in here, it looks like post-it notes just threw up. Like those big, <laughs> you know, the huge sheets of post-its are just all over my walls because I've spent the last week, right, right, be, or right after birthday, these questions come up and it's almost like grief or like celebrate. You never know when it's going to hit you in the face. But for me, it's always at the beginning of the year or end of the year. And then I'm 
is it's mid-year. So it's a great time to reevaluate everything. And honestly, you know, you said that evaluating this stuff is like, you know, it's healthy. It's, it's more than healthy. It's important. This mm-hmm. is what we should be doing, right? Is getting, because you never know. I, for me personally, I have gone years where I feel like I just went a little bit off course, a little bit off course. And the more a little bit off course you go, by the end, you look and you're like, wow, five steps away from where I actually thought I was going to be or where I wanted to be. And so if you're not constantly bringing your back, yourself back to center by whatever your mode is, mine is apparently post-it notes everywhere and just like envisioning and, you know, doing all kinds of meditation. I mean, this week, you hit me at a really great point where I feel super grounded in what grounded in possibility and what does that look like and how is that going to manifest itself? I don't actually have the answer to that, but I'm, I'm really chasing the feelings that I want to feel and open to however that's going to show up in my life. So such a good point um, there, because feelings as your compass, sometimes so you know, you, you're a coach, I'm a coach. So we know when our clients or even we are asking for this one thing, right? Like, I want to create this one thing. It's really not even about the one thing they want to create. It's about how they want to feel when they have that one thing, because they think if they get there, then they're going to have this feeling. So I'm mm-hmm. always a fan of using feelings as your compass rather than the thing, right? Because you know, you and I were talking before the recording. I was like, I, one of my, one of my bucket list things is I'd love to have my own talk show. Like I've been dying to be Oprah since I was like a kid. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'd love to do that. Right. That's, but part of that is also like, yes, it'll be fun. I'll be using all my skills, gifts and talents. And then there's a feeling that I think I'm going to have when I get there. And that's with all of us. Right. So I like that you just said that you're using your feelings as the compass rather than the destination. Of what you totally. Think and, yeah. and that's what I'm always looking at. I, what I say, well, I say a lot of things a lot, but one of the <laughs> things I say the most is to focus on the habit, not the outcome, right? When you focus on building the right habits and sit in celebration of those habits and the pro, you know, it's always those things The like, you know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And, you know, I can roll my eyes all I want, but that's actually the truth. And they're cliche for a reason because there are multiple people have said them. So when I look at things that, you know, my clients are going through at the moment, I mean, this is just a rocky time in energetically, uh, astrologically anyway, but if we're not pulling things up and I joke that it's almost like, um, dumping your purse out on the table. I don't care what you put back in your purse as long as you've examined it and then you put it back in. Right. So let's all just dump our proverbial purses out and then just take it, take a look at it. Is this what's going to go in? You know, if, if you don't have a purse, then maybe it's, you know, your suitcase, like you dump your suitcase out. I don't care what you put back in for vacation as long as you've thought it through. And as long as this holds some sort of meaning to you. And so that's how it is with our lives. Like if we don't dump it out and see all the things, right. And that's why we have to start from current reality. Where are we today? And making peace with that, making friends with that, accepting it truly, only then can we actually build on top of that where we want to go and what is the clearest path and then reverse engineer it in a way that feels fun, right? Like there's no point in doing any of this if it doesn't feel fun. And anytime, you know, you're looking at your book and, you know, you've kind of, you know, it's been taking maybe a little bit longer than you thought or your program or whatever. And it's the three questions I ask myself all the time is what would make this feel fun? What would make this feel easy? And what would make this feel honest? And that just helps ignite something in me, even when I'm doing something that, 
may, you know, let's talk about taxes. Nobody wants to do taxes, but what would make this feel fun? Maybe a glass of wine. What would make this feel easy? <laughs> well, maybe if I brought a friend and she did hers too, and then we like helped and whatever, or I just hired it out. You know, that's always that the, the solution um, for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> can do I don't this do better taxes. than me. And how can I pay them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. And it's like, just make it more fun, whatever you're doing. And if it's not fun, then toss it out. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, I'm in this like purge mode of getting rid of everything and simplifying because that's really, I just want to have a really fun life. And like you, I want to talk show and that's great because when you get one, then I know it's coming into focus for me. So I'm going to celebrate you. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. It brings me to this other point. And this is something that I personally struggle with. And of course, I, you know, because I struggle with it, I see my clients struggling with it too, which is patience and surrender. Because when we are in these times of, you know, the dream we had is no longer the dream, right? We're reevaluating, we're unbecoming, right? We're taking off one coat, putting on another. We're, we're at a place in our life where we're sitting back and going, do I still want the things I said I wanted, right? Do I, and it's, and we said, so we talked about how it's healthy. It's natural. We, you know, we should quote unquote be doing it and all of that. And then there's this other element that comes into play for me, which is my, um, you know, for lack of a better term, like ants in my pants, like, are we there yet? Can we get the show on the road? Right? Like I also struggle with being in this, um, in between, right. This liminal space, um, for being in it too long, because then us proverbial, you know, overachievers, um, type A personalities, we start to do the whole, like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And I wonder if you could speak to your experience on that personally, you know, again, in your clients as well, because we do have this sort of thing in our society. Like if you stand still too long, you're going to get run over kind of thing. So keep going. Right. Um, unlike the Europeans who do take an entire month off every year in the summer. Um, yeah. Like, I don't what's what is what's been your practice or your experience around patience and surrender? I mean, if you don't have a problem with patience, then we're probably not going to be friends. Right. Like, that's just <laughs> that's just the reality of the situation. Like, patience is something I practice so hard. It's really I mean, I. It's so difficult for me. I think the surrender part is a little, is getting a little bit better, right? I like feel a little bit better in the practice of surrender than I do in the practice of patience. And it's because we're, you you know, where we are right now in society, it's everything is, you can get it at the drop of a hat. I want food. I want drinks. I want friends. I want dates. I want all these things can arrive within an hour, right? And so I have felt so much of my life that I wasn't where I thought I wasn't as far along as I thought I would I should as far as I should be right and if you'd if you have never said that then again we probably wouldn't be (laughs) friends because everyone I know says it right I'm not as far along as I thought I would be by now I'm not making the kind of money I don't work with the kind of people I'm not doing the projects that I thought I would be doing by now and I just have to you know for me my practice is be where my feet are Right. So if I am in a period or a season of transition, I'm going to just be there fully. Right. And I'm going to take all the things I'm going to start, you know, revisit my own stuff. Right. We teach that which we need to learn. And so I'm going to practice my own unbecoming process and just be here with that today. And rather than looking to the past or the future, 
I think the juiciness is just in the present and just being there fully and accepting it. And I remember my astrologer told me um, last fall, at the beginning of last fall, he's like, so here's what's happening. Next year, you're going to be in action and it's going to be awesome and things are going to really happen for you. Right now, you're in a hibernation phase. So this is not to say that everybody needs to go out and get their uh, charts read, which is still awesome and I always recommend it. However, I remember that and he said to me, you know, here's my, here's my worry about you. You're somebody who is over analyzing everything at all times, which is so true. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I've and never I done just that. would be, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're Gemini's and that's what we do. And, and he's like, my fear for you or my worry is that you're, you're going, going to try to rush this process and get to where you're trying to get to rather than just being here in this moment. Because if you don't get what you need to get, right now, you're never going to get where you're going. I was like, mm. whoa, <laughs> like that is so good. And I'm yeah. like, thank you for sharing that because then it just gave me full permission to take my foot off the gas for a minute and just be there. And I was like, I have all these things that I'm learning and I'm working on and I'm putting in a practice and I'm experimenting with. And it felt like that permission could have been given by my friend by an it, it was just because it was an astrologer somebody who I really look up to and admire that I thought well I better listen to him and that season was so impactful in my life because I really give myself permission just to be exactly where I was and so that's been a practice for me is just really trying to be where my feet are be where I am and be in the season be in the present be in the now I love that. And like you said, you don't have to go run out and get your uh, astrological chart read. But just that advice in and of itself is like when you are in a period of transition and you'll know it because it be, it'll either be immediately obvious because in your outside world, it'll be like a move, a uh, relationship beginning or ending or whatever, a death, a business. Like, there's so many ways that it shows up on the outside world, but sometimes it's internal, right? And you'll feel it. You'll mm -hmm. feel that you're in this transition because things will slow down, right? There'll be delays all of a sudden. There'll be, you know, things aren't moving as rapidly as you want them to move. And I think that's the best piece of advice um, for for me, for you, for all everyone listening is just be aware of when that happens and allow yourself the permission to slow down and roll with that punches. Um, I just had a, a lunch with my uh, book coach and, you know, we were talking and talking and and I said, you know, I, I don't know what's happening with my book right now, but I definitely feel like I want to walk away from it. Like I just feel completely like whatever healing and lessons that writing for the last year and a half has given me, I've gotten them and I just... I think it might be time to walk away. And she said to me, she goes, well, it might be. She goes, but also consider that you just might need to press pause because maybe there's another piece that your book is asking you to get before you complete it. And she said that and I sort of went, oh, yeah, right? So in my head, it was immediate black or white. No, this is an ending. I'm just, I'm, I'm tossing it in the can. This has been... You know, emotional labor to the max, and um, I'm gonna talk. I, I just, I have to walk away. And she said, "Well, what if it's just a pause? What if you are just literally getting another piece, right? And and 
and it's just what's going to evolve. And I thought that's really refreshing. And it's the equivalent of what you just said of permission, right? So be mm-hmm. in the pause. And it's so hard for people like us that have no patience about being in the pause. <laughs> totally. And like, and this goes to show if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have a coach. I don't need a coach. That right there is the example of why you need a coach. Right. That is such, <laughs> such great advice. Right. Because what I was thinking as you were going and I'm like, yeah, it totally depends on the person. Sometimes you just need to throw it out and, you know, have a whole process around kind of letting it go and really celebrating it and whatever. And then there's another piece of it that I really subscribe to, which is it's going to come out of you when it's ready. Right. It will it will hit the shelves. It will be released on Audible whenever when it's ready. And so you can't, especially as women and as such intuitive beings, we know which is right for us. We know if it's got to go out, it's got to be taken out with the trash, got it, go for it. Let it, you know, be grateful for what it taught you. And then there's the other piece of it, which is maybe it's just not ready. And I'm a big fan of pausing. I think the pause is something that not enough people do. Um, And I literally, this is kind of a random side tangent, but I was in the bath the other day and I decided to, um, it was around the full moon. So I like, you know, I I wanted to be like Instagram people and I put flowers in my bath, (laughs) which, you know, sounds, it looks beautiful, but then like just the logistics of it, you know, cleaning it out is just kind of gross because they're all like slippery and slimy. But anyway, so I put this rose, this like beautiful rose because I had all these flowers for my birthday and I put a bunch of flowers in the tub and I was like in this meditation kind of in this rose like floated up to me and I just smelled it. And all of a sudden in my head, I was like, oh my God, stop to smell the roses. And it was just like, (laughs) wow, that was so important. And exactly the message I needed to hear a week ago was just pause, right? Like just take time to nourish yourself, do the things you love to do, relax, smell the roses, you know? And so, and also really in that's, I think the biggest thing in my pauses is always checking in, Mm -hmm. getting really quiet. And we don't do that. I certainly do not do that enough. I'm making it more of a practice. You know, people talk about meditation and that's great. And I just think the messages come when they're ready to come, but you've got to clear space for them to arrive. And so if you don't have that space for the messages to come through or the downloads or whatever, I mean, that's all we should be doing in life. If we, if we can put a shit on it is just, opening ourselves to what needs to come out and come through us. And we don't do that enough. And we force things. And when we force things, the wrong things. And then we end up, you know, 80 years old, wishing we had done something different. Oh, amen, sister. I could not have ended the show better. That just the cherry on the cake. That's what you just did right there. Cherry on the cake. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for being on. I I just I feel like there might need to be multiple episodes to come. I could talk to you forever, <laughs> as you know, as our as our other previous phone calls have gone. Um, I love your wisdom. I love your brand of wisdom because it's so down to earth, and we're just such soul sisters. And I know that I knew having you on, my listeners would love hearing you as much as I love talking to you. So I just want to thank you so much for everything you're doing in the world, and and everyone that's listening. Um, there's going to be more about Phoebe in the show notes for sure. So you can check out her website and everything that she's up to. Her podcast is called Unbecoming. It is on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all the places. So you can find it there. Um, thank you so much for being on. 
I am so grateful. Thank you for introducing me to your audience. Thank you for just having us on and or having us on, having <laughs> me on and having this conversation because I think it's important and I love what you're doing and I love your show and I just love the way that you show up for your audience and I know you take this so seriously. And so I just want you to know that there I, I think I can speak for your audience when I just say thank you so much for how you show up in the world and what you're doing to create more magic in the world. I really uh. love it and I appreciate <laughs> it. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Big smile on my face on lots of love. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 